Welcome to the Intrepid Hearts Garden Party. Join us for a floral affair as we break the stigmas around cannabis, celebrate alternative wellness, and discuss how you can become more sustainable in your shopping habits while staying fashionable AF. Grab your tea, tequila, or toke and join the garden party. Cheers! Cheers, cheers. We're having a little party. Doing a little 3 p.m. G and T moment. You know, we're in the holiday season. Tis the season. Tis we, the season. We had to try this new Wolfer Estate gin, switching it up from our usual tequila. I know, this is one of the more Instagram-worthy bottles I've ever seen. I'm just so attracted to the graphics and the packaging. And it's like the liquid inside is just this beautiful, like, light pale, very light pale pink. It's I very cute. It makes me happy to look at the bottle. It's pretty tasty. <laughs> it's great it's just to put on your cocktail bar, like on your bar cart, mm. but also it's not too bad to sip on. It's a good, it's a very dynamic gym. I was saying there's like many layers. So if you just taste it neat or on the rocks, it's super complex in its flavor. And I don't think that it's ev- for everybody as far as straight, but then we had it mixed with this, uh, a fever tree tonic and I must say mixed with the tonic I would say this is a drink for everybody because it has it's good it's different I love it it's um, tasty it's very tasty and refreshing so we wanted to get a little turn to talk about mushrooms today mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about the shrooms but first, what has been your highest vibe of the week? We, we don't want to forget about the highs in the in oh. life. Um, I think my highest vibe is I had stuff with a work project that I don't I don't get to fully talk about because I can't. Um, stuff with my designs. Um, getting feedback from a company I'm doing work with. I had thought that I'd first originally gotten news from them in an email that was like made me really bummed out it was right before Thanksgiving and I came back from like our mini moon and I got this email about some of the designs that was like oh I don't think that they're going with anything and the from what the email made it seem like I took it very personally as far as it was like me and my designs and I was like, shit, I suck as a designer. And I started to spin down this, like, hole of self-doubt. And then I had the meeting yesterday with the client, and a lot was, like, clarified. So to the word to the wise, like, don't let an email spin you out. It's hard to convey things in an email. You really need real feedback from people. I found out in the meeting yesterday that, like, in fact, it had nothing to do with the designs. They liked the designs that had to do with things that were not really my responsibility and beyond my control in this round as far as some fit and the fact that they had a change in their 
GM and they have a new buying strategy and they want a new direction, but they like my stuff, so they want to use me for the new direction. But I then, on top of it, got a call today that they are still some buying some of the current designs. So, ah, <laughs> uh, that would be my <laughs> in my mysterious way of talking about the things that I do. <laughs> so yeah, it's always it feels good to get validation for the stuff that I do as a designer and. It's hard because I'm such a huge critic of my own work and I'm always beating myself up and it's a cycle that you try to break, but it's still, any of my designs, it's such a personal experience creating, it's art in its own way, so it's personal and it feels very vulnerable, so when things get rejected, it, I, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but as far as other like jobs and careers I feel like it's a bit more personal when you get feedback about something and I'm sure and designs get rejected every season like you're not you're you can't like nobody has a hundred percent uh you know adoption rate for design that's just not a thing and you have to learn to separate yourself that it's like not a reflection on like who you are as a designer like things change in the market and companies decide to go in a different direction or it's just like they're really trying to you know they're not willing to pay the cost that you're with that you have from the vendor that you're working with they want to be using cheaper factories and it doesn't always have to do with you, with you personally yeah what about That's yourself <laughs> well yeah I'm just processing all of your high vibes I mean <laughs> we are definitely moving towards more sustainability and the textile industry so it's exciting stuff and I love your designs thank you and they're all good I'm the not just your cheer mom but <laughs> they're legit uh for me I've had a very nostalgic week I was like cleaning up organizing I think stuff we, I think we've seen it on Instagram yeah I had like the funniest discoveries but I got back into I just really wanted to draw I guess I was kind of inspired from Japan and then I watched the query episode when they're in Japan and the one girl's an illustrator and that like really fueled my fire even more because I'm like I just wanted to draw and color so I got out my book that I think this illustration book that I have started in like 2000 I got it so this is like a... Isn't a trip like looking long. at old stuff that you've created? Yeah. Yeah. So this, it's like a bound, it's a leather bound book. It's not like spiral or anything. So it feels like a book that I'm like working on through my whole life. And I have all these pictures in it like from when I was younger. There's pictures of when I had like all these summer romances and I made, I didn't draw the people, but I drew like the symbols and things that reminded me and song lyrics. So... It's definitely a hilarious book. That's awesome. So I was just drawing this week, and then I got some more... I got some fresh art supplies because my Crayola box of old... I applaud you for keeping those things. <laughs> I I know that I purged some of my old... Like, ch like my childhood diaries because I remember reading them <laughs> and being, like, mortified at myself. Oh. oh, my God. So I... But now I wish that I had kept them. <laughs> Trust me, I have this one diary from middle school that I, 
am completely mortified by, and I knew that I just wanted to throw it away, but I gave it to someone. I gave it to Bella Angel, because I was like, she, this younger girl who, like, loves me and looks up to me, I was like, you will find this hilarious. I was like, I want nothing to do with this ever again. But yeah. she still has it, and she's like, I'm going to give this to you, like, at your wedding. Oh, my God. It's so... I actually can... I remember the... I remember finding an old diary, like, maybe... But I would like to say, like, in my mind, it was, like, two years ago, but it was probably <laughs> ten years ago that I even found it. But it was, like, a diary from, like, being, like, fifth, like 16 or 17. And I remember reading the specific entry. Like, that's all I remember of all the entries in this book because that was the one that I found and decided to, like, turn to and read. And it was about the bo- the guy that I was dating who was, like, older than me. And it was, like, me, like, ranting about, like, how, like, my parents don't really understand like (laughs) these feelings that I have and like I get that they like are my parents and they're concerned but they don't understand our relationship like just just fucking absurd it was just some some of the things that like you were like are saying and like you read it and I remember feeling that way and I'm just like but you then with the now perspective of being older you're like oh my god (laughs) Well, it's just really nice to, because thinking about that with the old horrifying diary I had, I'm like, you know what? I feel like I could handle it now. I feel like I could read it now because I found one. Yeah. I would hide kind of these posts, but it's like you were processing your feelings and that's why it's still so yeah. healthy to journal. And we still do. Like I've come, I've fallen off of journaling for like the past year almost. So I'm glad I at least could get myself to draw again, but I want to journal, but it's just been hard to get back there. But yeah, one of my mortifying, I have a mortifying entry that you should probably read just for <laughs> the, how hilarious and entertaining it is. But it was about my camp boyfriend who I was obsessed with. And I didn't even remember this, but <laughs> it was like talking about me saying that I was robbing the cradle because he was 13 and I was 14. <laughs> But, like, the descript, like the descriptive way, I I was, like, really, I loved writing. And I was, like, thought that I was going to be a writer. So you, like, you didn't just talk about your feelings. You, like, were, you wrote about them like you were writing a novel. Like, I think I need to publish some of my old works. <laughs> uh, it's insane, but it's horrifying at the same time. <laughs> so, tapping back into that, drawing has been really fun. And I encourage anyone to just color and you're gonna have your kundalini training this weekend so i feel like you're gonna have like some other high vibes, high vibes for sure yeah I'm, i am excited for that because i got back on that tra- well not that i ever got off the train but with the wedding and stuff it was hectic i was still meditating but it was like i had gone from a place where i was getting really into being able to meditate like almost every day at minimum like it was like a, my exercise at least did it five days a week till then like for two months it was, like, very... It was sporadic. It was, like, maybe I did it once or twice a week, if I was lucky. Yeah. So that was, like, a thing that I jumped right back into. Like, I told myself, I was, like, okay, this can't happen for much longer. It probably really should have had... I shouldn't have let the wedding be an excuse for it not happening because it helps. Mm-hmm. But it was just, you know, I'm still on the newer side. I haven't... I'm not dialed in. It, it slacked, and now I'm back on it, and that's helped a lot with stuff for me, like... I think with going into my meeting yesterday, 
you know, I made sure I sat down that morning. Like, I had been doing it all week, but I was, like, running around the house that morning, and I was like, I don't know if I have time. I was like, who the fuck cares? Like, you're sitting down and doing it because you, like, it's going to be the way that you show up best and handle whatever's thrown at me. Because I was expecting to get, like, kind of torn a new, like, asshole. (laughs) But honestly, like, in the email I got, it was something, like, the execution and quality wasn't there, but, like, when they... But that is actually, it turns out, not really what they meant, and they were only specifically talking about one fit. It had nothing to do with my own stuff as the design, and then the other things that they had, they hadn't seen all the other stuff. They had seen, like, two dresses, so I just Mm -hmm. didn't know when I was thinking I was going to walk in and hear this, like, stuff, and I needed to be able to compose myself. (laughs) So. Yeah, always on self-care, like, mental health, meditating, journaling. Got, you have to make time, you have to make time for it. And then, like, truly, and I've said this to other people, and it's a thing that I, it's, I need to remember, I needed to, like, know that while I was, like, busy with wedding stuff, like, The thing that is hard to remember when you're super busy, but I know it to be true, and I, like, have to keep telling myself that in those moments where I'm like, I don't have time for this, is that when I meditate in the morning or some point in the day, time afterwards opens up a bit. Like, and I've heard other people say it, and I've experienced it. It's true. You get those 30 minutes back. You get those 45 minutes back that you took. Just somehow, some way... It does. It works out. It's always worth it. It works out that way. No one, the same with working out physically, no one's ever like, oh, I wish I didn't meditate today. Mm. Like, why did I take time to do that? Mm. Like, you never regret it. You never regret a workout, so. It's getting into more (laughs) self-help. Could be. Could be mushrooms. (laughs) It's a truth. We're not, like, intending this episode today to dive into the science behind mushrooms. We're going. There's a plan for that. We're definitely doing that. We wanted to kick off this conversation just really talking more about our stories. One particular (laughs) reason is because I recently had a very interesting experience with mushrooms I alluded to it on a past podcast, what went down the week prior to my wedding. So Definitely getting into that. <laughs> but just um, to start with the mushroom podcast, psilocybin, magic mushrooms, they're obviously federally illegal, schedule one drug substance mm-hmm. that we are not Encouraging you to break the law. No, we are not. <laughs> we are just sharing our experiences and want to shine some light on it as it's being talked about more and the more people are talking about the more people can bring it to the forefront like it's being decriminalized in places some places are making it more accessible so here bless you it's those terps they get me every time (laughs) here's our take on mushroom world I feel like, do we want to start with our first experiences? I really, or build up to the wedding week fiasco, or just jump right into it, because it's such a good one. It is such a good one. But I don't know how to best tell the story. Let's, let's, we'll just start, we'll back it up to our first. Yeah, I think that's 
best. Um, yeah, back it up to the first. Tell um, me about your first experience with mushrooms because I'm not sure if I know when your first time was. I'm trying to figure out what my first time is. Actually, now that well, I'm sitting should here. Should I start? I can yeah, can you go? Let's you go. Because now I'm trying to like really figure out when I first did mushrooms. Have a think on it. Oh, I remember now. Ooh. I remember. Okay. <laughs> but Anna, go, because we already passed it to you. But I'm glad it came to me. <laughs> so my first time doing mushrooms was at Bonnaroo. 2010, I guess, was the first time I was there. And it's funny because I'm such a festival queen now that I was really actually resistant to going to Bonnaroo. It was for my fiance's birthday. His friends were going. I was like, oh, you just want to go with your friend. Like, it's their thing. Like, I don't know. But we ended up going, my cousins and I and Matt. And uh, so I was resistant and kind of fearful to going to this festival, which ended up being like the best time ever. And that's why I'm always thinking along the lines of, do something that scares you or like makes you uncomfortable in certain situations. But like for this, it's, mm. it was definitely worth it. So then we were there and I don't think I ever was offered or knew about mushrooms really before this in college or anything or in high school. No one ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was just thinking of a party that I had when my friends and I were underage drinking and someone was like, shut up, Anna, you're on shrooms. And I like never even heard of them. So <laughs> Anyways, our friends were talking about doing mushrooms one of the nights, one of the days, and we were all going to do them, and I was just wanting to be cool too, so I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it, and I'll never forget this whole experience, but my friends had the mushrooms, and actually the person that we parked next to at Bonnaroo was selling mushrooms, and all they did the entire time at the festival was sit at their camp and do mushrooms, and I never... Every time I went back to my camp, they were always there. So I don't even think they went in the festival at all. They were just, like, doing mushrooms. So I think we got the mushrooms from them because clearly they were good mushrooms that they were just doing the entire time. (laughs) So we get the mushrooms. We put them on pizza. And under, like, yeah, at this vendor, we all sit down and we're eating our mushroom pizza, which wasn't that bad because it was just, like, mushrooms on pizza. It was during the day. It was, like, in the afternoon. So then we all head over to see Florence and the Machine. Amazing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we're going to trip and see Florence and the Machine. So we're at, like, one of the tents, which if you've ever been to Bonnaroo, the tents are like, this tent, that tent, which tent, which stage, what stage. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very confusing, and it's exactly for people who are tripping. (laughs) So we're at the tent, and we're actually, like, kind of towards the back, so it's like we have some space behind us. And we get there early, but then the whole space behind us that is like we're in the back of the crowd, we're actually towards the front of the crowd because that whole space, if you know Bonnaroo, there's like hundreds of that, like it's a hundred thousand yeah. pe- people or something. There's thousands of people behind us now. So now we're like actually at the front. Mm. And so it's dusty, it's hot, and we're starting to trip. And I've never obviously had that experience. So it's like, I'm kind of feeling like, I'm like waving a little bit, like, you Do feel kind of woozy, <laughs> and I'm coughing because there's so much dust, but everything is kind of enhanced, so it's like mm-hmm. the dust, and I'm coughing and kind of like gagging at the same time, and I'm like, oh my god, hold it together, like, am I going to throw up? And my fiance, Matt, keeps like going down 
in the crowd. And, like, it's, like, he's, like, tying his shoe. And I'm, like, what is he doing? And he keeps, like, going down. And I'm, like, what is he doing? And then he comes back up. And his, like, eyes are rolling in the back of his head. He's, like, falling over. Like, passing out into this crowd of people. And that moment, <laughs> I will, like, That's never great. forget. So, I hate to interrupt your story. But this is... That's, you never told me this, and this is fucking crazy because the same thing happened to me at Bonnaroo, but not, like, in the same scenario, but with my friend who passed out as I was starting to trip. Anyway, yeah. continue. We'll get it's, there. It's, but, like, that's wild. <laughs> wild. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, I literally will never forget this moment because I was, like about to like have the worst trip and like lose my mind and like because it's like my rock like my foundation like this person I'm all of our other friends had disappeared before this and I like didn't want to think overthink about them or care but it was just like me and Matt we're solid he's falling over and I am about to like freak out and have the worst trip of my life what saved us these guys next to us were all from Australia and they like were like whoa whoa and they like catch him and kind of bring him back up and they're like the first thing they say, they're like, oh, did he do mushrooms? I was like, yeah. And I'm like, ghost white. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, all start laughing. And they're like, oh, no worries. Like, this happened to our friend. Like, just drink some water. He'll be fine. And I was just like, you literally yeah. <laughs> just, like, saved my entire life, saved my entire trip. So we, like, go outside of the crowd, get some air. Florence and the Machine comes on. It's fucking amazing. And then the, the sun goes down, it's a magical wonderland, and everything's great, and we had, like, the, this amazing night together, mm-hmm. and, like, the best trip, and we ended up, like, talking for hours, like, under this tent, and it was incredible. And actually, the same thing happened another year at Bonnaroo, where he passed out, but this time I could handle it. Mm-hmm. And the crowd that we were in, it was for um, Paul McCartney, and the people we were next to were, like, not chill, and were, like, about to be, like, medic. And, like, if that had happened my first time, I would have... Oh, yeah, because you like, didn't it know that everything was, like, actually okay. So, that was my first time doing mushrooms. That's intense. That is intense. I didn't know that. We've actually I'm surprised. never talked about it before. Hmm. I remember my first time. It was so much fun. I've mostly only ever had, like, really good... I've had, like, a couple moments in the trip that, oh, were, like, I thought and could have when when you hear those stories, they'll be like, yeah, that could go wrong quick, real quickly. (laughs) But luckily, it came back and it was fine. Um, But my first trip was just great. I was a freshman in college, and myself and my two, like, close guy friends decided to do mushrooms. I don't remember if I was the only one in the group in of the three of us who hadn't tripped before. I don't know. But I think so. I decided to do it with them. And I remember we got D'Alessandro's cheese steaks. D'Alessandro's? <laughs> was that a Philly one? That's like my favorite Philly cheese steak. <laughs> so I was going to give their amazing. It's like, it's their bread. They have the good Italian Ugh. bread, and then... Where do you get that bread? I want to... Go to Del... Well, you can't eat cheesesteak, but... Anyway, so Del Sandra's was, like, right off of our campus, too. I conveniently located it. So we got the cheesesteak, and my one friend who had... I don't know if it was one or both of them who had done it, but the one was definitely, like, this is, you know, you hide it in something. So 
And maybe it wasn't. It, all I know is it was the only girl, but I was good friends with, like, this group of guys that were in the boys' part of my dorm. They, like, most of them played soccer. We were really tight. We had, like, a smaller group of girlfriends, too, within it, but I was the only girl that night who, for whatever reason, wanted to participate. So we got the cheesesteaks. So somebody was like, yeah, they taste like shit. You need to put them in something. So we did. And... So you put them in your cheesesteak. We were steak. like, we're going to take these, and we're going to watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh my God. Every single person says that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, that, I guess that's the... That is the thing I think that was do. Matt's first experience was doing that. Um, and I remember what I was wearing because I was just in, like, sweats, and I, like had my sweatshirt on, and this has become, like, a theme in my tripping experience that I just like when I'm tripping. I like to be bundled. Like, I like a blanket around me. I want to be, like, in a Snuggie. And I remember having the sweatshirt on and, like, eating the, eating the mushrooms, watching the movie, and then the trip started. And I remember, like, putting my, like, hood up and just, like, curling into it. And I became, like... I do this still to this day. I become attached with certain things that are on me, and then somehow I ended up with sunglasses on. I think because when we went to leave the room eventually, <laughs> it, somebody said that I should put sunglasses on. Maybe they were tripping and they thought my eyes looked weird. I don't know. So then you're, but like, not like, taking these off. Yes, yes, they were on the whole night. I had a tutu on. I think it was... I think the tutu ended up on me before I was even tripping, and it was, like, a joke, and I... But it then never came off because, so I ended up looking like a crazy person as we wandered around campus all night when we eventually left the room. But I remember just like everything being enhanced and it being so much fun. And then we, I ate a lot for my first experience. I think I ate a full eighth. And I remember my friend Mara coming back and she's like, she had tripped before. So she just like knew I needed like. A companion, like, I had my other friends that are tripping, but I liked having that sober companion who was like, oh, but this is normal, this is what we're doing, this is mm-hmm. what we should be doing, this is, like, how you do it. And I had a great time. It was awesome. <laughs> it was Amazing. Awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's a great point, like, because some people asked us questions about where do you trip, why, like, how do you get the right kind of mushrooms, and it's, like, for someone who is has never tripped or like if you're interested in doing that it's illegal so just fyi yeah it's <laughs> no, just but i mean it is but um i think important things important factors that make for a good trip is like obviously doing it with someone who's done it before yeah. and then also ideally having a sober person yeah and someone who's done it before who knows the proper dosage and has a good resource that, like, someone they trust In that they get them from. general, like, you could trip at Bonnaroo for your first time, but if you want to be on the safer side, I think a smaller crowd of people who you fully trust in that environment is a safer bet if you're worried about oh, anything. Oh, a thousand percent. One thing I always say to people when they're asking me or, like, talking about tripping, I always say, like, the absolute best scenarios are... In nature, at night, I think, it's a preference, but I think night is better for some reason. I had my first day trip just a few weeks ago. <laughs> I never tripped in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, those are some things. And one thing that I've dialed in in my experiences, it's the same kind of thing with edibles. Like, 
start with less. Mm-hmm. You can always add more. It takes some time to digest and process. And I, I would say, I don't know about you. I'm actually curious. I find that they hit me faster than an edible does. Nine out of ten times for me. Yeah, I guess I don't eat that many edibles, so I don't really know about my edible hitting rate. I find edibles can take a minute for me, but they, I hit, like, I actually, it's more economical for me to eat an edible because my tolerance for edibles are way lower than my inhalation tolerance. Yeah. But with mushrooms, I find within a 45-minute range, I usually feel, that's like my own, I can't. I think everybody's metabolism is different. I just find it interesting. I'm very consistent with how quickly it takes me usually to feel. Yeah, I think it's around 45 minutes for me too. And it is like a plant medicine. And there, I think we'll probably hopefully have my one friend who does like mushroom retreats on the podcast and talk about all of the like spiritual medicinal benefits she she really dives deep into it and like guides people when they're tripping um so when I've taken a step back and like respected it more in that way is when I've had the better experiences when I've disrespected it is when I've had really bad experiences and yeah like doing it at Bonnaroo the second time that I did it at Bonnaroo judging from my first trip which was like Thankfully, it turned out amazing and was really fun. I did just take a little bit less because there was situations that popped up that I could handle better from having less, but I still had, like, this magical, wonderful experience. Mushrooms, for me, have always delivered some type of something that I needed. Like, they've always given me something that I actually needed in the moment. Yeah, it's very... I can't think of a single time, like, I'm trying to think, I was like, oh, well, what about that time? I was like, no, actually, that's what happened from doing it. Like, they have always delivered, like, a message to me in some way during the experience. And I'm like, you may think it's hokey or weird or whatever, but, like, 100% think so for me. Yeah, the only time that I've had bad experiences have been from disrespecting the plant medicine or not, or com- that combined with not having, like, a good source of it. Mm-hmm. One time I had, I was in nature, check. I was with people, like, I felt safe with, check. I had done them before. It was night, and I took them, but it was, like, a mushroom chocolate where it was, like, a concentrated oil of mushrooms, which they're starting to do more of, which is interesting, but also not really well-known or well-regulated, obviously. And my experience, like, we thought that we were all joking that the mushrooms weren't going to work, and then everyone started tripping hard, and I took, like, a really small amount, but I wasn't even tripping. I just felt like I had the spins when you drink and smoke weed and, like, just feel nauseous and, like, you can't sleep, like you're spinning around, like, seasick almost. So that sucked and kind of turned me off from mushrooms for a while. (laughs) But have you ever had, like, a bad trip or negative experience with mushrooms or no? Honestly, like, the closest I've come to it was the other a few weeks ago. (laughs) So I guess we'll go there. Yeah, let's talk Um, about that. But, like, I actually, in the end, didn't. But I had an hour, I'd say an hour to two hours, close to two hours, of the trip that was 
would be considered as a bad trip because it was very much very difficult to deal with. So, Let's what happened to me two weeks before? No, the week before my wedding. So, this so I hadn't seen Gina in a while. She's been wrapped up in wedding world. And you were in Japan. This is true. So, and I was, you know, pre-wedding world, wedding planning, but also wrapping things up for with work to be gone for two weeks. So, a lot of In a New complete York. whirlwind. Yeah, in a basically. whirlwind. I am in New York. It's my last, like, week in New York prior to taking off. So, it's the Wednesday before my wedding. Not the Wednesday the week up, but the week before. And I... Go up, I'm there for Tuesday, Wednesday. I schedule all of these meetings that I need to get done. The Wednesday meetings are all with this one client. I have a late meeting on Tuesday with one of our clients. We go out and we celebrate me getting married as well as like our partnership with this client for the last two and a half, almost three years. It's a celebration. So I end up getting really drunk. Luckily, while I'm out, I get a email that my meetings on Wednesday with my other client are getting canceled. So now I don't need to be in New York. I'm like, okay, well, I'm already drinking. I should probably still stay up here. You're having a tequila turnip. But I'm like, yes, I was having a tequila, a real and good tequila turnip. It was awesome. And I make it back to my friend's place uptown. She's away. I'm I am totally shit-faced. Luckily, I, like, rode the subway home with one of the other designers that I do work with, and, like, I was all good getting in the door, but I hadn't really eaten much all day, so I was ravished, and in my drunken state, I open my friend's fridge, I'm like, is there anything in here I can eat? And I, like, see this box, I open this box, there's chocolate bars in the box, I pull one out that's already been opened, and I take a bite of it, and I'm like, this is, like, I, like, think to myself, like, this isn't going to do anything for me being this drunk. And I, like, just take a bite, but then I can't rewrap it up. So I put it out next to my stuff. I get undressed. I'm a hot mess. I get into bed, and I set my alarm early because even though I'm drunk, I'm like, I need to get back home. I need to get, make sure I'm on the la- at least the last express home. I have a ton of work to do. So even though I don't have these meetings, I have, like, admin stuff I need to get done. So, I set the alarm to, like, 6.37. I remember the alarm. Zero chill. That is zero chill. (laughs) (laughs) I get the alarm rings. I remember getting up, and I going to turn it off was, like, treacherous. (laughs) I was falling everywhere. And I was like, wow, I'm really still so drunk. And I was like kind of amazed because I passed out wasted. I'm usually not that un- as uncoordinated as I was getting out of the bed. What time did you go to bed, do you think? Like midnight? Yeah, like 12. Okay, so it only been like six hours. So it only been six hours. And your metabolism, metab- like I'm drinking, my metabolism was probably like... Processing sl- all the alcohol out all the alcohol. first. So what, and who knows if I had wild dreams. I don't remember like... But something was already in motion. I pass back out for, like, another 30 minutes. I get back. I get up. And I start getting ready. And I am struggling. I'm not because I feel hungover. But just I cannot, like, organize my brain to, like, 
And I didn't have a lot of stuff. Like, I just took my clothes off. I didn't have a big bag. Like, it should not have been so hard. I should have been able to get out of the house in five minutes. It ended up taking me 45 minutes. In that 45 minutes, somehow I thought it was another a good idea to take another bite of this damn chocolate bar that's sitting next to my clothes. So, like, I need something. Like, take a bite of it. I'm like, this is a bad idea. I don't want this. Same thought happens again. I'm feeling very emotional at the time. And then I start to have an outer body experience. Don't feel like I'm tripping yet, but I'm having this outer body experience where I'm feeling super emotional and I watch myself, I'm like watching myself make a phone call to my fiance, soon to be now husband, and I lose my shit on it. Lose my fucking mind. Like, if I was him, I would have been like, fuck this, run for the hills. (laughs) I call him out of nowhere. I start, like, getting on him about, I'm just like, you don't love me. You didn't check on me last night. And, like, granted, I work in New York. I have a regular thing in which sometimes I'm out late and he goes to bed early and so he's not, like, checking on me to make sure I get in the door because he's past, he's far asleep before I even get home from sometimes doing work stuff. So, and that was the case. Like, he had called me before he went to bed the night before, but I was still in the restaurant. But for whatever reason, he should have called me this night. That, and I was so insulted by it and so upset and I'm yelling at him about how he doesn't love me or appreciate me. And I am hysterical. Like, I am... Ugly, crying, red, just hysterical. And I hang up the phone with him. I am like, see the time. I know that I need to get to the train station to make this last express train. I'm just like, I need to get home and get work done. So I'm like, I'm not letting him fucking ruin my day and my career. <laughs> this is like, what's going on in my head? Like, fuck him. I'm like, I need him to play And I walk out and I'm on the elevator. I remember being on the elevator, this other guy getting in, seeing my ugly cry face that I'm not crying at the moment, but it's clear that I've just been hysterically crying to anybody who looks at me. I get onto the street, I call my mom, and now I'm walking to the subway and through the subway stop, screaming to my mom on the phone about how I don't want to get married, I, Jeff doesn't love me, I'm hysterical, I'm like carrying boots, like I... Thigh high boots in one hand. <laughs> Look like a, such a fucking hot mess. Humans of New York. <laughs> yes, I would have. I would have made it on that for sure if they had seen me. Um, my mom's like, "This is just wedding pre-wedding nerves. Like, take a deep breath. Go get a coffee. You're still drunk." She's like, "You're just. You're not in the right headspace. Like, it's the stress. It's everything." Go to get when you get to Penn Station, get yourself a coffee, like take a deep breath. So I like hear her advice. So I go to Starbucks, I get in this massive line. It's Penn Station, it is rush hour, it is mayhem. I order my coffee. Because nothing can be easy when things are already going wrong. I remember my, like, Starbucks app being, like, I didn't have enough money. So then I had to reload the card at the register. It was, like, hard. It was a struggle. Sounds complicated. <laughs> it sounds very complicated. And then I go and wait for my coffee. And at this moment of waiting for my coffee, if you've ever tripped, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. In that moment, I remember the first thing that I felt was, like, a drop of water. But there was, like, no water to be seen. But somehow I felt whatever mist was in the air. And then I saw this, like, shadow, like, the light change in the room. And it was, like, 
my I realized as that happened and I looked around me, my world went from regular to like the tripping looking perspective of how the world looks when you trip. And I was like, why do I feel like I'm tripping? Like, I'm just having a moment. I'm having a moment. And I'm like trying to shake it off. But I'm like, then I'm like, I'm like feeling myself. I can feel all of the fibers, like every little fiber against my skin. I feel, I get very, my sensory, like especially touch feel for me is very, very, very strong. And overly activated and overly sensitive when I ever I've tripped on mushrooms and I was just like okay okay, it was like something what something's not right but I'm like keep it together keep it together you're in like keep it together you're in the crowded I'm like I don't know what's going on I look at my watch I'm like the train's in four minutes like get the coffee and go so luckily the coffee came I'm hightailing it to the (laughs) damn platform I get on the train and I sit down and now I need to get my ticket up because my ticket's on my phone to show the conductor and I'm trying to look at the app and the app screen the screens the apps are like popping out of the screen you can't go on technology when you're but this has to happen so I'm like doing it and at the same time like I'm knowing I'm needing to manage this I'm having this thought in my head that I feel like I'm tripping but I'm like, this isn't possible because I didn't take anything. So then I start to think that I'm having a nervous breakdown <laughs> because I've heard about people having nervous breakdowns and if they've tripped before, like take an acid, it like re-triggers the tripping experience. So that's what I think is happening. <laughs> and I'm trembling. I'm actually, like my hands were trembling. I was trembling and the conductor was standing there, and I'm trying to get my fucking ticket up. <laughs> it's not good. Not good. Um, somehow managed to get it up. As soon as he walks away, I call. I I think I call, I think Melissa was the first person. Yeah. And I'm like, or no, Dan was the first person I called. My brother-in-law, but he didn't pick up. So then it was Melissa, and I like. And, like, I'm tri- I think I'm tripping. I don't know what's happening. Like, and I'm, like, starting to explain, like, I'm either tripping or I'm having a nervous breakdown. Or then I'm, like, trying to go through the scenarios in my head. My friend, I mean, it's New York. Her apartment's clean as can be. But, like, you always have some type of rodent poisoning somewhere in your apartment because... Just so I was because. Like neurological. So I was, like, I thought it was, like, some neurological reaction, inf- reaction because I'm so sensitive to shit. So I'm, but I'm having a panic attack because I'm actually starting to lean more towards, I really think it's a nervous breakdown or a neurological reaction because I'm like, I haven't fucking eaten anything to make me have a trip. And I eventually come to realize when I'm talking to Melissa that I was like, well, I ate this chocolate, but I'm like, no, it couldn't be. It looked like a chocolate bar. And I'm like, wait, I have the chocolate bar in me somewhere. And I like, pull it out. And I'm like, no, it's a normal chocolate bar. You saw the wrapper. Yeah. Eventually sees the wrapper. It looked like a fucking normal chocolate bar. Okay? It does. It is no trace or evidence of it being anything beyond a normal chocolate bar. So. But when I saw the person whose apartment you took it from, she's like, she took it with her? <laughs> she's grab and go. <laughs> uh, and I just... Yeah, so I, like, looked at it, 
you know, I was like, it can't be. And she's like, you have to call. You she's have like, to you call have to the call person. the person and find out if that's what it is. Um, because if it's not, then like a whole nother path of action needs to go down. So I was like, okay, fine. So I call her. Um, I also, before I even called her, I did end up calling my mom. I was on the fence about calling my mom because my mom, okay with the tripping scenario, fine. The no chill factor is me not knowing she would jump to worst case scenario that I would like dying and had like a brain tumor. (laughs) So (laughs) I wanted to manage that. Actually, no, I didn't call my mom till after I think I found out for sure I was tripping. I call my friend. She confirms. She's like, oh, shit. Like, how much did you eat? It's super strong. I'm like, but I don't know. Like, I have no concept of how. I had still to this day. I don't think it was more than two big bites. But, like, I don't. And they weren't, like, massive bites like, <laughs> at all. But bites, I don't, they were normal, smaller bites. I'm pretty sure of that. But that whatever The world will may- never strong. know. Strong. The world will never know. Um, and... So after I find out, call my mom. My mom's like, oh, like, take an Uber home. And I get off the phone with her. I'm like, I, like, I can't take an Uber home. Like, I can't. This train ride is going to be hard enough to get through. And so I call Anna. <laughs> like, Anna, what are you doing? <laughs> and she's I like, I'm about to go to Pilates. I'm like... Um, I was like, I need you. I'm tripping. <laughs> She's like, I think I'm tripping. And I thought she said, I think I'm dripping. Which, I'm like, what does that mean? I know you have a lot of GI issues. <laughs> but how does this involve me? And I was like, oh, tripping. Okay. Why? <laughs> yeah. It's 9 a.m. <laughs> on a Wednesday. <laughs> uh. But I was like, yep. I'm on it. I'm like, Matt, you want to drive out to Hamilton? Yeah, I was like, please come get me. (laughs) And thank God she did. Um, But my friend on the phone, once I knew Anna was coming to get me, my friend and I spoke again on the phone, and she was just like, listen, she's like, I've only ever had a good time. This is really good stuff. You will, she's like, do yourself a favor and like, she didn't say the words lean into it, but basically that's the gist of it. Like You just have to was, let go. She was like, you need to let go. You're, and I thought to myself, I was like, because I was, I was, I was having, I was like, okay, now I know what's going on, but now I was having anxiety because I, as I had said, I had all this work to get done. But it wasn't going to get done. So I could either have a horrible, choose to like have a horrible trip and continue to stress and have anxiety over what was going down or I could just like lean into it and be like okay well let's just like see where this is supposed to take me for the day (laughs) and I knew that people were coming to get me that I could trust myself to be with for the rest of the day and that I wouldn't have to like go I was I always had very emotional trips always always and I had a lot of emotions going on at that time. I mean, it's a free wedding. There's a lot going on. I was, should not be by myself with all of the emotions. However, I need it to have as weird and as fucked up and as crazy as the experience was at the onset. 
the universe gave me exactly what I needed because I truly actually, I needed that day. It was a very good experience for me at the end. It was not planned, but I needed it. Um, the Another level that makes this even funnier is the fact that Jeff and I had to go get our marriage license that day. <laughs> and it was pre-planned. And it was like the only day him and I could get our schedules to work before the wedding. And we were like down to a wire. My mom was had been bitching at me for weeks about the fucking wedding license. And if I did not tell her, like, uh, so that was like, this is like a great, you know, pre-wedding story. One for the kids when they get older. <laughs> Let me tell you about the day we got our wedding license. You're officially married <laughs> that day. It's like, have you, but either of you... Yeah, Matt and Anna babysat me. They were really great, back to the point of, like, who you're with. Good to have a good chaperone for the day. <laughs> or experience, whatever it is. But that's the only time I've tripped around the day. They've really? all the nighttime experiences outside of that. Yeah, so it's, like, one thing with respecting the plant medicine, I always fast now before I'm gonna have the mushrooms because I've gotten physically sick or like just feel really sick like you're basically food poisoning yourself Mm -hmm. so you feel a little nauseous so if you don't have anything in your stomach you can feel better in my experience mushrooms just really makes you face what's going on and it can be very just introspective and like Gina said like exactly what you need at the time that it happens and for her it just happened it enhances everything that's around you like for tripping people say like things about like eating the caps or eating the stems I still don't know if there's any actual science behind that and maybe there is and we're gonna have someone on who's gonna talk about that but it enhances everything around you And you can have visual experiences, you can have, like, physical, touch, tangible, like, sensitivities, but that's why I really think during the day is not the vibe, because it's, like, I've been in St. John, which is so beautifully, like, insanely beautiful island, lush, jungle, rainforests, like, everything that you would want, the beach, the sand, the ocean, but... It's like, then you start tripping and it's like the sun is like beating down. Like everything is too, it can be like overstimulation. So for me at night, it can be so magical and special and it just feels calmer and there's the stars and the moon and my absolute favorite place to trip is obviously in Maryland. We go and sit down on our dock. So like you hear the water lapping up and you look at my parents' house and it just looks like a fairy world between these two huge oak trees and then you look at the stars and you watch like the shooting stars. So I think at night in nature is definitely a big one. I think doing them at night is great. I think making sure if you're doing them and it's gonna be later in the night that you don't have stuff you need to do the next day. Like, anything that can cause anxiety for you. So I've had this experience. It didn't cause a bad trip, but it was, like, tainting it towards the end of my trip. It was, like, I had a bunch of stuff, and I needed to be up that early the next morning and productive, but I was 
tripping and it was like clear I wasn't falling asleep anytime soon and towards the end of the trip that was causing anxiety because I was like okay I need this to be done like but it wasn't that I was having a bad time I was like I just needed to be done because I need to get up tomorrow morning and being productive so even just being mindful if you are doing it at night which I agree I prefer obviously if only I just think in general I think there's some a case to be had about doing doing it during the day but I prefer the night make sure you're not like happy have a do it on at on a night when like you don't have obligations the next day yeah because i think it's what like six to twelve hours it, can it really last. depends yeah but yeah you can stay up pretty late like you can't sleep and one like major things to do or not do during your experience i say definitely don't look at your phone because it can be yeah it's just not mm-hmm. What you're I don't look to. in the mirror. Uh, that's the next thing I was going to say. Do not look, look in, in the, the mirror. mirror. Do not look in the mirror at all while you're tripping. Trust me on this. I've done it. You look like a crazy woodland creature and you will get so freaked out yeah. by how you look don't that you'll like go into like a spin of like insecurity and like you don't, yeah, you don't want it to yourself. happen. One it's cr- like, think of like Yourself on high a high definition telus, television times like with a microscope on top of it like it's not a good idea like it and your just, pupils are completely dilated so yeah. your eyes are like black yeah it's like kind of scary one time I tripped with my friends in high well my high school friends it wasn't in high school it was like we were in college and I finally convinced them to try mushrooms with me and I'm like you guys it's so fun because when you have a fun time it is the funnest. Yeah. It is the funnest time. Like, you can't stop laughing. Like, everything is beautiful and amazing, and you get messages from the universe. It's amazing. Highly recommend, under the right circumstances. But I finally convinced my friends, and we're in my parents' teepee, and it was literally Christmas Day, and it was at night, and we all take them, and we're sitting in the teepee, and we're listening to, like, classic rock or something. Or, no, 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 I had my Bluetooth on, and I was listening to Lana Del Rey, because, like, obviously... And everyone was, like, kind of putting all this pressure on, like, oh, I don't feel it yet. Are you tripping? Like, are you tripping yet? And it was just, like, so much pressure on, like, the jumping into the experience. And so we, I started tripping, I think, first. And the music, like, cuts through you. Like, certain things. Like, I absolutely love Lana Del Rey, but tripping, it was, like, a mood just shone down on us. It was, like, a blue, like, dark, like, her, mm-hmm. her deep, like vibes and music was like cutting through me and I was like I need to change this so I change it to like classic rock and now it's like feels like we're in the 70s in the teepee and like it feels a little better but I'm just like hmm I don't know and I was like I need to get out of here I was like I don't I'm scared for my friends like I don't want my like kind of crazy trip that I'm starting to have affect their first experience mm. so I go into the healing room with my where my brothers are which was so funny because we were fighting over which space we were going to hang out with with our friends and my brother <laughs> kept on saying like you should be in the healing room we're going to be in the teepee he's like trust me a healing room trip is better than a teepee trip and I was like fuck that I'm going in the teepee with my friends so I kick them out of the teepee then I go in the healing room and kind of like check in on them and my at the time my parents healing room which is this huge room that used to be a patio off the side of our house where we would like roller skate around in circles now is enclosed and it has a fireplace and a big king bed and like a sitting area and at the time it had a huge tree in it 
and all this Native American art and drums. And I go into the healing room and I'm like, this is really nice in here. I'm like laying on this bed with my brother. There's like fire. I'm like, this is, yeah, the spot. And he's like, I told you. And so I literally just stay in there because I went in the bathroom and looked at my face. And then my other brother also, Danny, was like, oh, you look like a cute little kitty. And I was like, oh, my God. So I, like, started freaking out from looking at my face and having this vision of myself. And I was like, I'm just going to stay in here. I feel safe, like, with my brothers. And I was like, I don't know what's going on on the TV <laughs> with my friends tripping for the first time. But I don't want nothing to do with it. So I literally left them in there. And I felt, like... I didn't feel bad, obviously, at the time, but now I do. But they eventually walk back in, and they finally walk in, and then they come in the healing room with me, and then everyone was, like, fine and happy, and we just, yeah. like, stayed in the healing room. <laughs> but moral of the story is, don't look in the mirror, and I had had a huge dinner. I remember Martin, our friend, made, like, a Yule log chocolate, like, it was so rich, and I was, like, so physically sick from it, from doing mushrooms and mm. that. And it's, like, when you're sick and tripping, like, it's not a cool time. And my mom had all these gnomes in the bathroom at the time. So I'm, like, tripping, like, in the bathroom, looking at these gnomes, feeling like I'm, like, some kind of forest creature. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I've had other bad trips, too. But, again, it's been from drinking and eating a lot. Like, I, like, day drank all day one time in Maryland and then ate all this food that my mom, like, makes. Usually when, yeah, back in the day, I would just day drink all day on the boat with my friends and then, like, come home for dinner, sometimes blacked out. I had a fun tripping experience. Like, not that the other one wasn't good, but, like, the last few that I've had have been, like, just gone down in, like, a weird way. And I, like... It's been a minute since I've had one that's just been able to be, like, pure, like, just fun, joy, like, really thoughtfully planned. <laughs> no, you definitely need that because, trust me, after that last, the time when I, so the worst ever experience I had was that time in Maryland I was just describing with day drinking, eating a fuck ton of food, and then taking mushrooms Watching the sunset, and I remember I had the the most visual, beautiful experience and, like, laughing the hardest, sitting on the dock with my cousin and her boyfriend at the time and Matt, and then it turning just, like, horrible. Like, it was, like, the funnest, highest vibe, and then, like, he said something about, like, oh, there's a lot of spiders on this dock. Then all I could see were, like, thousands of spiders crawling everywhere, and then I'm, like throwing up off the side of the dock like Ugh. and then um what also triggered it was I was leaving for Australia for the first time like the next week and he's like oh my god you're going to Australia okay the thing is this guy did not have good vibes ever for anyone so that was part of the reason why but also because I day drank and ate so much food so then I'm like throwing up then I'm like I have to drive us home on the golf cart which do not operate any motor vehicles when you're tripping this was, like, there's zero people on the road, and I, like, could do it with my eyes closed, but made it back to the house. Then all my friends are tripping, and I don't want to bother them with my, like, internal struggles. I go out to see, like, my parents. They're entertaining people on the porch. My dad's, like, drinking, entertaining. I go to my mom. I'm like, I need to talk to you, like, because I'm having a bad trip at this point. 
And she's like, I took mushrooms too. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> so then, and with like my brother, I think. So then I call my other brother, Edward, in California. And I'm like, help me. Because <laughs> I just wanted to go to bed and I couldn't. So he talked me through it. And I think I did tell my mom, I was like scared to go to Australia. I was like, if I go to Australia, I will die. Like was my thinking. And it was something that was, like, scary and I was resistant to. But actually, because it's, like, you go back and forth with, it is, like, am I getting a message, like, not to do this? Yeah, or is it just some weird, like, spin? Because it's, like, oh, my gosh, am I, like, I need to listen to my, like, gut. And if I go, I'm going to, like, be in this plane crash or something. But it's, like, no, it was just this fear that I was feeding. Um, My brother talked me through it and I finally was okay. So that was the worst trip, but then other times, like, when I said I had, like, the spins and felt, like, throw- like I was just sick, and then we tried to do mushrooms together that one time in Maryland, yeah. but it ended up being the same kind of thing where I just felt really sick and I felt bad yeah. and needed to, like, isolate myself, but also someone there who I won't call out was, like, said something really negative right after I took the mushrooms and was, like, that got in my head so you really need to be in a good headspace and in a safe place with people that you like. But I was really turned off from mushrooms for a long time and I used to love them. So what you were saying with having like setting up like a really good trip, I let go and tried them again this summer in Maryland, in nature, at night, having fasted with Matt, my fiance. And had the best time, like, watching shooting stars, like, under the full moon, and just laughing, and it was amazing. So, definitely setting up that kind of time where you can just let go and have a good trip is needed. But I feel like it's harder to attain in the winter. It is harder to attain. But I don't know. I like a cozy fireside trip. I've had some... I've had... One of my best trips of all time was in the middle of the winter. It was, like, so much fun, actually. It was, like, being, a ch- like, a four-year-old child again. I'll never forget that one. I mean, there's no point of just, like, getting into it because it's just, like, my own happy <laughs> memory. But it was kind a of beef in the winter, just, I like, feel like. Amazing. Were you in the snow at all? Like outside? No, we were or just in a conversion van. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> but yes. that was like only one of several. Like I've told, I've mentioned this conversion van to Anna before. There was a, it was a great place to trip. It wasn't um, even that time. <laughs> it was another time. <laughs> it was another time. Fun times can be had. Actually, no. Van. I actually think the Polar Express time was exactly the time that was just like. I was, like, just in this, like, it felt like a little play world, and I was with this guy who I was casually hooking up with, but he was, like, more of a friend, and I was with a couple of my closest guy friends, and it was just, like, I just remember just laughing and being, like, feeling like I was a child. Like, it was just so much fun. I just, if I can think of a moment of pure joy, like, as an adult, that was one of them. Amazing. It definitely taps into that. Yeah. And like makes you let go. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I had any winter times. Wait, how was your last time that you guys took them like last weekend? 
How did that end up? It wasn't really, it was just a small I didn't amount. take enough. So, like, I definitely was, like, hot. Like, I think, I don't know if you could tell, but I was definitely, like, high. But it was, like, not enough where, like, I was still able to go home and go to bed. And I had, like, a, a two to three hours of just kind of out of it, but, like, not fully tripping totally. But something was, like, definitely shifted in my psyche. But it was good. That's good. The only thing that wasn't good was, like, I wish I could have enjoyed the sushi more. <laughs> so I started to trip exactly when our sushi got there, and then I felt we ordered so much fucking sushi that I was like, I'm not not eating this because I feel bad as a human being to waste not just the money, but, like, the fish's life. Like, honestly, that was where I my know, head was. That's so how I, I feel, I too. I ate it, and I wasn't... But then I was fine eating it, but then I felt nauseous afterwards. Yeah. Not enough to make sense, but I was just like, uh uh-huh. I wish that, like, it was so good. I was like, I wish I could have enjoyed that instead (laughs) of just, like, forcing myself to eat it out of guilt. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. I feel that. Mushrooms. What a fun experience it can be. Yeah. Some of the best of times, some of the worst of times. But you know what? Even if you're having a bad trip... It passes. It and does. you're okay. Like, you're going to be okay. And that's you start to have one, like, that's what you really need to tell yourself. Like, it's going to end. Just remember it's a momentary. And I, I hate to say that it's not real, but, like, anything that's scary about it is, prob- is like, not real. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, like, a fleeting moment. Exactly. And that's why it's nice to be in nature when that's happening because, like, I feel like nature can be so... Grounding. Grounding, nurturing, like, safe, a safe space and, like, connected. Like, Like, I have to, like, sit on the ground and, like, touch the earth. Yes. The things that, like, have ever freaked me out have never been nature in my tripping experience. They've been, like, other people and their weird vibes. Totally. Thousand percent. Yeah. Like, that's what's caused. I think when I was camping that one time and I felt like I was just spinning, Matt and our friends were like, we're going to do some axe throwing. And I was just like, I can't with you guys yeah. <laughs> right now. It's 100% always been, like, the other people that I've been so that's at. why I need to be with the right people, safe space, good vibe. Well, we're definitely going to have... The worst mistake I ever made tripping, <laughs> and this is back to, like, bringing people to a not safe place... We had tripped, and I took my friends. It was not my first trip. It was my two guy friends. It was their first trip. They tripped. We decided to go to this apartment house party that, like, I didn't think was... And it it wasn't a big party, so it could have been a safe space, but what made it not safe was in that same apartment, like, three weeks prior... I had gotten roofied, and these two friends of mine pulled me out of the situation, like, witnessed it go down and, like, saved me from getting date raped. So. So now they're tripping. Now they're tripping. And I I was still, like, not aware enough as a human being and person tripping to know that, like, I shouldn't have brought them back to that space. And our one friend totally completely freaked out and lost his shit. Because he couldn't roofie you? No, no, no. He didn't roofie me. Oh, because he came back to that negative negative space space. where they They saw you almost get roofied. They saved me. I did get roofied. I did get roofied. I ingested the roofie. They witnessed... Well, they noticed that the person who did this Why would you want to go back there? I guess... Well, the person who owned the apartment was not the person who roofied me. 
the person who roofied me was unfortunately going to be a person who I couldn't avoid because he was in our circle of friends. Was the roommate of the person who I was hooking up with at the time, which ultimately ended to me hooking up with the person because I there was like a lot of questions in the back of my head about like your roommate with this person who tried to rape me? <laughs> Question yes, mark. Yes. He may not have had anything to do with it, to be fair, like honestly, but like I couldn't continue doing that knowing that said person, like it was, or like going over to that environment and being near the person. And it really fucking sucked on so many levels. But the good part is that I'd not get date raped because I had great friends who like never took their eyes off of me. Um, that night and like witnessed the scenario go down and like pulled me out as soon as they were realizing like what was occurring anyway so you go with them back to the scene of the crime yeah we went back to and my one friend honestly I mean to this it was the only time he tripped he actually maintains that it actually is like slight the experience fucked him up so as a tale because I've heard I mean I think you can have a bad enough trip that it can scar you he to this day believes that it did he is never he says he's never been the same since he never had a problem with anxiety he had like had went from like never having anxiety to like being put on medication after the experience and like to this day attributes it to like I don't think that him having anxiety comes just from that experience like PTSD I think that whatever came up for him that night that were possibly things in his past and then not being in a bad experience and then not having a way of coping with it or somebody or a psychologist to help him cope with the things that came up afterwards, after that night, has caused the situation. But maybe that's how we leave it because I don't want to spin the entire thing as positive. I've only had positive experiences. I've heard of people who have not. I know someone who has not (laughs) and has not. So... It is reason why you should take it seriously and you shouldn't just fucking, like, take whatever anyone throws your way in a random situation that you're not prepared to have it. Like, it shouldn't be taken lightly. It's medicine. Yeah. It can be very powerful and it can be very healing, but it could potentially not be healing if done in the wrong way. So I think that might be a good good way to end this. That's kind of dark, though. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) but it's real. It can be dark. It It can. No, it's true, and that's why we're definitely going to have more people on to talk about the science of how it interacts in your body, what's going on, why it can be good for people with, like, PTSD, PTSD, depression, anxiety, why it can trigger things, or there has been therapies where people are taking it, like, it, it, it's going to be our antidepressant of the future, I think, even in, like, microdosing, mm-hmm. but it needs to be... Yeah, researched, yeah. regulated, the right intention set and a setting that you take it in and a safe space, the right, like you need to find the resources that are, I drank too much gin, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you need to have a the right resource, make sure that you're actually getting mushrooms and not just dried cremini mushrooms. <laughs> dried cremini mushrooms. Roger that. <laughs>